0: would like to welcome you to Hopeful Conversations hosted by Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. We are so excited you are joining our conversations. Our mission today is to encourage and challenge you as well as fill you with hope from God's Word. Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 103, verse 5, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. We thank you for joining us today on Hopeful Conversations and pray you will grow in the waiting and rely on hope from God's Word. I now give you Jody and Carolyn. Welcome to Hopeful Conversations.
1: We are so glad you're here. I'm Carolyn. I'm Jody, and we are so glad to be jumping back into Psalm 119. It has been a blessing to me so far, and I hope that you all are. Following along with us and studying along with us, we are so excited to mention a resource that we have for you that we hope you've seen in the show notes. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more. So, Jody, tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, that's
2: right. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go into the show notes. Uh, it can be on your app that you're using, or you can go to. Uh, EnglewoodBaptist.com. Uh, is that forward or backslash? I forget how that goes, but I I'm, le- I'm leaning with the <laughs> slash right now. Slash. Hopefield is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And you can go on there and uh, grab that from there. But it's a template to go along with the study that you can print. It's a PDF form that you can print. Yourself, mm-hmm. And uh, each time that we're going through the study, you can write down the scripture references and it gives you some uh, good questions mm-hmm. uh, in addition to what we're asking through our study. And I just really believe that it's a good resource to help Absolutely. you go deeper, to follow along. And uh, if you haven't gotten it until now, um, it's all right. Just go ahead and start using it. And it's mm-hmm. going to help you apply the things that we're teaching on here and yeah. just really help you disciple yeah. in a sense Uh, in that way.
0: So yeah, yeah, we're excited
2: to offer that. I love it.
1: I think it'll make it a really um, good personal study tool, Mm -hmm. just kind of taking the scripture that you read and applying it to your life in a personal way. That's right. It's great. Yeah. All right. So before we jump in, you want me to pray? Please. All right. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Thank you for the gift of Psalm 119 and how full and rich of truth it is. Thank you that we get to study it and set aside this time. And I pray um, as these listeners join us along in this study, that you'll speak to their hearts, speak into their situations, and um, just give them wisdom as the psalmist has prayed. Give them understanding um, as they read and dive into your word. In Jesus' name,
2: amen. Amen. Thank you. So I'm going to read the passage, Mm -hmm. uh, verse uh, 49 through uh, 56 in the New American Standard Version. It says, Remember the word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me. The arrogant utterly deride, deride me, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I have remembered your ordinances from of old, O Lord, and comfort myself. Burning indignation has seized me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. O Lord, I remember your name in the night and keep your law. This has become mine that I observe your precepts. Isn't that cool? I love the poet poeticness, yeah. if that's the word. <laughs> yeah. And there's On so there. much wealth of information
1: mm-hmm. there and wisdom. I mean, it really opens with the message of hope. And I love this. For me, the theme of this section was just kind of that God's word can comfort me in my affliction. Mm-hmm. The psalmist talks a lot about affliction and trials. He was going through, we don't know what he was right. going through, but through we the all, whole psalm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was obviously a hard time in his life. And he Found hope and comfort in God's word. Um, And so I love that whole theme, just kind of uniting these verses together. Um, But I love verse 52 how God, it says, When I think of your rules from old, I take comfort, O Lord, and that God's um, rules, God's order of living really brings comfort and stability Mm -hmm. to a person. And we talked probably a few episodes ago about how sometimes we find the law to be restricting, you know, if we, yes. we kind of have that human tendency to oppose rules and organization because it might mm-hmm. be restricting to us. But really, God's order can bring us that stability that we long for and that comfort that we long for, um, even in times of affliction and hard times.
2: Yeah, that's right. And and I had noticed that the word remembers in there a couple mm-hmm. of times and in um he implores the Lord to remember what he promised him in his word mm-hmm. and also confess that he will remember God. Yeah. So it was back, it was like this back and forth mm-hmm. and I thought about the Israelites in their journey of remembering mm-hmm. God and then yeah. sometimes you know, I mean, that—that that is a whole nother session <laughs> yeah, right there, yeah. but just just remembering God's faithfulness. But God wants us to remember him. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's is, is, it goes back and forth in that. But, yeah. you know, he is suffering a lot of disgrace and mm-hmm. taunting by his adversaries and the persecution uh, that he's experienced, all that. God is using for good because we see in this passage that the Lord sustains him and restores his life. So Mm -hmm. he uses the affliction to to strengthen him. Yeah. So there is good that is brought out of that. And I I love that about it.
1: Yeah, I love that, too. I want to go back to what you said about remembering Mm -hmm. the Lord, because I love that. That kind of stood out to me. And it is kind of a twofold thing that we remember the Lord and he remembers us. But um, one of the study notes in my Bible said uh, it was talking about remembering the name of the Lord. It was more than just remembering his name, but everything that that name means, the name of God means. And so um, they gave the example of Jehovah Yahweh, um, that it's full of meaning and power. And to translate it only that that word Jehovah Yahweh sometimes is translated just as I am. But It really means so much more than that. And so um, I love this. This is a paraphrase that they had that um, Jehovah Yahweh can mean I am present. I am actively present and I can do what I choose to do when I choose to do it. And I love that when we remember the name of the Lord, all the Mm -hmm. names of God. um, It's not just saying, oh, yeah, I remember that God can be Jehovah and Yahweh, but remembering the meaning of that name and how rich and full the character of God is and um, how we
2: can see God's Word display that and play it out in our well, own life. Well, when we remember, it brings the comfort. That's yeah. that's the thing about the remembrance yep. here. And um, just to to further this remembrance thing mm-hmm. uh, a little bit further, I was brought to Isaiah twenty six seven through nine, and it's a song of trust in God's protection here. Mm. It says, "The way of the righteous is smooth, O upright one. Make the path of the righteous level. Indeed, while following the way of your judgment, sword, we have waited for you eagerly." Your name and what you're mm-hmm. just saying, your name in remembering you is the desire of our souls at night. My soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently for when the earth experiences your judgments, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Mm-hmm and just reading all that and thinking about the remem- remembrance and and the trials that are going on around us today it really just settles my spirit down absolutely i love that so much
1: yeah we were talking before we even started yes, i love we that this. this is perfect <laughs> <laughs> about how when we find ourselves in situations we mm-hmm. don't understand or in um In anguish, in pain, we go to what we know is true, and that's the name of the Lord, the character of God. So um, in those situations where we don't know what's going to happen or we, we can't figure out a solution, we remember... God's character and
2: who he is, and all that he says is true, is true. Because so, nothing about him changes. That's right. Yeah, that's we, right. It's reliable. Absolutely. There's one thing that's reliable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's him. Yeah. But um, one 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 thing I love about the psalmist is. It's his passion mm. for, for God's word and for God and his law and mm-hmm. who he is. And he, we see here he gets extremely indignant. Yeah. Like he, he, he comes undone is the way I would say yeah. it. Um, but uh, it says in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said that a person lives by every word of God. And, and this psalmist is living by every word of God. Mm-hmm. And he's upset and mad that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a note here for someone who lives for God and his word. Uh, is simply horrified by such behavior. And that's really the intensity that we're seeing in this passage. Mm -hmm. I like that, that verbiage that he was horrified that yeah. they, they were not, and uh, he wanted to defend God.
1: Yeah, yeah, that verse mm-hmm. 53 really did stand out to me because it's mm-hmm. it's very unique, and he's very passionate about the law of the Lord. And I found this quote from Warren Wiersbe, and I, I loved it. It helped me kind of understand a little bit better, but it says, anger alone can be destructive, but anger plus love produces anguish, and anguish can lead to constructive action. And that helped me kind of process how the Psalmist might have been feeling, how he saw cool. he was angered, but then that anger, plus the love that he felt towards other people and towards the Lord, produces that anguish that, like, I want to do something to help others see the truth of God's word. and, to defend the law of the Lord
2: because I love his word and I, I want to live according to it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great standard to uh, measure up. And the other thing that he does is in 54 your statutes are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. And I, and I love that. So he sings songs to the Lord. Praise and worship mm-hmm. is his, his way of focusing and experiencing the joy of the Lord. This attitude of praise did not come to him overnight, but with practice is what I noted here. Mm-hmm. And in in that, um, uh, when we launched Psalms, if you remember, uh, Mark had, uh, Mark Stauffer, our, our um, minister of worship, had talked about how singing the song of Psalms and singing a song to the Lord, it, it guards your heart. Absolutely. It's, it's just yeah. Yeah.
1: I love the book of Psalms for that reason. I mean mm-hmm. that they were written as songs. And I think sometimes we can forget that as we're reading it in, in the scriptures, but they were written as songs. And if you think about it, songs help me remember truth. I mean right. if I'm teaching my kids a new scripture in the reverse, we might put it to song or we'll put motions into it. So um and I think the psalmist is really passionate about that, communicating God's word through song to help remember and to help really um get in, in the depths of his heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that verse that you were talking about. It really it really shows that, you know, the obedience to God's word um is not just for obedience, but it's it's worship. It's a way to worship the That's Lord. Right. So
2: I'm 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 remembering That's funny remember I'm remembering <laughs> when we first started this, like the first passage that we uh, we we told um our listeners and we were talking it with each uh-huh. other about um, you may fall in love with this psalmist because you're going to be able to connect with yeah. him. And I think, you know, at this point, we're not quite halfway through Psalms 119, but you're, you know, I, I feel like we're getting really into the depth of the heart and his mind mm-hmm. and, and his emotions and what he's experiencing mm-hmm. them. Because the more I'm diving into this, I know for myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can almost see what he sees around him, like what's on on yeah. the walls. I can see I can see the dirt. I mean, yeah. just because I'm a visual person, yeah. just see see that, and and I see him before God in anguish on his knees, perhaps, uh-huh. and 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 just taking this to the Lord, and he's being honest mm-hmm. and transparent with him. He's not holding his emotions back, yeah. And yet he sings and he remembers and he's comforted, yeah. And then he he's able to sit there relaxed. Yeah. And I love that visual. Yeah, I love that, too. You can really identify with mm-hmm. him, too. I, yeah. I find myself saying, oh, yeah,
1: me, too. Like, I could feel yeah. that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what does this whole section of Scripture show us about God? I mean, there's so much. <laughs> there's yeah. so much. We can make a huge list. But for me it's that God gives hope, comfort and life through his word. And I love the verse in Romans, it's Romans 15:4. It says for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. That just sums up perfect. Yeah, the the gift of scripture to us. So, um and then also that God remembers His people. We talked about remembering yes. His name. God is faithful to remember His people. Um, I have another quote from Warren Wiersbe, who you may know is probably one of our <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite commentators because we quote him a lot. But remembering is not recalling, for God never forgets. It's relating to His people in a special way. I that, that cool. yeah. because we think of the word remembering is just bringing to remembrance but mm-hmm. god never forgets so he always has us on his mind but he's relating to his people in a special way i love that
2: that is awesome <laughs> so what um what what truth can we stand on what truth yeah. can we claim in this and you know god's word um uh again, it just comforts us. Mm. Um, so I messed up on my notes here. I mm. um I have my iPad and I was scrolling, I was like, wait a minute, that's we'll not get where that I'm to at. Truth, that's truth No, good. no, 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 no. We've got to do this in order. And I was like, wait, <laughs> something's not right and then I remembered it was that word. Remember. <laughs> anyway so the question we want to address mm. next is what does this say about us? Mm. Um, you know, I found that becoming indignant is okay. Hmm. when people forsake God's word, but I'm to let God reign and rule in my soul, not my emotions. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah.
1: For me, it was a reminder that I need the comfort and protection of God's law. Um, Mm. I need that in my life. And I may be stubborn and say I don't sometimes, but I do. I need that in my life. I need the comfort and protection of God's law in
2: in my life. Okay, that I question. question I know, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> what truth can we stand on or claim today? So, yeah. um, I, I've got a I've got a quote, oh, but not good. yeah from somebody else. Okay. So it's from, <laughs> a quote from uh, Spurgeon here. Mm-hmm. It says, "Comfort is desirable at all times, but comfort in affliction is like a lamp in a dark place." Isn't mm. that rich? Oh. But I would like to add just a little bit to that. Is that we cannot find comfort when we are in doubt but only when we choose to trust him mm. yeah, I think we cannot find comfort when we're in doubt but when we choose to trust him therefore we can be comforted in our affliction when we carefully live out God's precepts yeah that's when comfort when we turn and we trust him that's the turning point that's the 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 heart that you can hold on to. is mm-hmm. take your doubt to trust and your comfort will rush in.
1: Yeah, I love that. The word comfort stood out a lot to me mm-hmm. in this a section of scripture. And, you know, um, as the word of God comforts me, I can comfort those who are in affliction. There's right. a verse, I think, yeah. I, I didn't write it down, yeah. but there's a verse mm-hmm. that talks about that. When we receive in comfort from the Lord, um, we can turn around and comfort others. And so, I really believe that any affliction or hard time or heartache that we've been through can be used to encourage and uplift others for the glory of God. I really do believe that he uses Mm -hmm. um, those hard times in our life. They're not wasted. They can be used to bring honor and glory to him, to point others to him, um, and to really draw—the Lord can draw you closer through those times of affliction where you don't have anywhere else to turn except to him. I think that's when— he really gets your attention and can really use that situation in your life and then mm-hmm. in other people's lives too.
2: Yeah. No, I love that. So how can we apply all this that we've talked about and learned? And mm-hmm. and I kind of thought of another question to start that is what what consoles you when life brings about pressure? Yeah. You know, decide in advance what you'll turn to when you're uh, afflicted. So in other words, make a plan of action, commit to the Lord's word mm-hmm. and and just remember Uh, His promises and where Mm -hmm. your hope comes from. And like we were talking about earlier, perhaps sing to the Lord um, as you go through difficult times. Yeah, I love that you said decide ahead of time, because Mm -hmm. I think that is so important. We talked
1: a lot about that Mm -hmm. with Daniel and Joseph, like young men who had decided to follow the Lord before their situations got challenging. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same when we're um, facing affliction. We have to decide right now, is this going to be true even if my situation gets hard, even if it gets ugly, (laughs) even if if I'm in despair? Is this what I'm saying right now in a good time? Is it going to be true in that Mm, time? In the hard time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good reminder and a good application for this.
2: So it's really about turning our focus to praising God for who, who he is and not just what he can do. Because when we do it evokes that peace, it gives us that joy, that comfort. And that we can only find in his presence. So, yeah, Yeah. I think we've exhausted that passage. Oh, so good. (laughs) Well, I mean, we could go on and on, but we're going to
1: move on to the next chunk of scripture. All right. So I'm going to read from Psalm 119, 57 through 64, which is our next section. Um, The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Through the cor- or though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. I am a companion of all who fear you for, or, or of those who keep your precepts. The, the earth, O oh Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. Mm, I love it. I love it too. So for this section, I, I just I thought the first um, little sentence, "The Lord is my portion," mm-hmm. that kind of sums up this whole thing. And um, a portion may not be a word that we use very often in our conversation, but um, it really means that the Lord is our gift, our inheritance. We have everything we need in Him, um, and that helped me kind of focus on the whole scripture. But I, lo- no, I the, love that um, section.
2: I'm glad you said that because I was hung up on that just a little bit. Yeah. It's like I knew, but I didn't know how to really articulate it. But um, I've got an, um, some information. I found it's, uh portion it may identify the author as a priest or Levite, and we can glean from it, that insight mm-hmm. from Psalms seventy-three twenty-six. You know, when we started uh, our journey on here, um, it's, it's noted that he may be because we, we yeah. don't know. Yeah. But uh, Psalm seventy three twenty six says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm. And then there's a note that says since the psalmist was a Levite, the Lord was his portion in the promised land. And we can um, glean from Numbers eighteen twenty one through twenty four and Deuteronomy ten and nine, and it says, for this reason, Levi has no hereditary portion with his relatives; the Lord himself is his portion, as the Lord your God promised him in verses eighteen one through two, in that he lived by the people's ties dedicated to the Lord, and here confesses the Lord himself is the, his sustainer, his per, um, preserver in his very life mm-hmm. and then just to wrap that up uh, Lamentations 3 24 through 25 the lord is my portion i tell myself therefore i will hope in him the lord is good to those who trust in him to the one that seeks him mm-hmm. and you know when when the land was being divided
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know uh, they got a portion of the inheritance yeah. and the levites did not get land, so the inheritance was God. Mm-hmm. And man, that just, yeah. that overwhelms my heart with and yeah. gratitude. And it puts everything in perspective,
1: it does. doesn't it? I mean, that God is all we need. Like, uh-huh. He's given us what we need. And That's right. So He's our portion. I love that you explained that, because that is a word that we don't, often use so no no it's, no it's
2: not um and i, I do i want to mention one other thing that i mm-hmm. found in my study note in my study notes in my study bible mm-hmm. uh, in the commentary it says the lord is the psalmist's true homestead and that mm-hmm. word that's cool mm-hmm. the homestead because it is god's law that fills the earth with all that makes life secure and joyous so God's promises are his hope and God's righteousness uh, laws is his delight. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. Another verse that stood out to me is verse 63. It says, I'm a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. And it was just a beautiful reminder of the community of who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. the community of Christ followers. The psalmist says that he was He was a companion of people who feared the Lord um, and just You know, we need that body of believers around us encouraging us um, in obedience to the Lord and service to the Lord, um, uplifting us when we're down. Um, We need that. And I I thought that verse was such a good reminder that he was a companion of those who fear the Lord and keep his precepts. And
2: we should be, too. (laughs) Well, it brings back that community, um, especially through... um, having to be separated through COVID. Mm -hmm. And perhaps even there's still some today that are still working through, Mm -hmm. um, serious, um, health issues or concerns where they're not able to be in community. But, Mm -hmm. but, um, while God is all that we need, he also created us for that community and, and to be there for one another. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's just something I was just thinking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in in 62, um, a, at midnight, I shall rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. And, and the thought of I, I shall um, rise at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, he was it, the faith in Yahweh frees the psalmist spiritually, spiritually from the ropes of the wicked. Mm-hmm. And it says uh, a metaphor for the reign of terror of the wicked who rule with their tongues, schemes in uh, um, repressive ways. And so, by him going in with thanksgiving and the praise, and and going at midnight when he's probably fatigued and he's tired, he's worn out, he's he's just kind of done. Mm-hmm. Yet he is still faithful. What a picture that we can remember to just just be faithful to show up before God over and over and over, mm-hmm. even when we don't feel like even when we don't know that he's listening or we don't see his hand working, just keep showing up before the Lord, just keep yeah. keep going.
1: And it's a reminder that you know, God is our portion. He mm-hmm. is when we are in that desperate situation, when we do feel evil all around us, Go to him. Like he is he's what we need. Mm-hmm. And his word is what we need. And I, I found this section. I I hope it'll be an encouragement to you. Um it was in a commentary I was reading on this scripture, um, talking about that God's word is all we need. Um, I'm gonna read this little quote from from this um from the Wearsby commentary. It says, Until the books of our New Testament were written and distributed in the first century, the Old Testament scriptures were the only word of God possessed by the early church. Yet the Old Testament and the help of the Holy Spirit, the first Christians were able to minister and win the lost in a dynamic way. And it just reminded me a lot about how us as modern Christians can really put a lot of our focus in the New Testament. And that's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it... It encouraged me that thinking about this, I haven't often thought about this, that the Old Testament was all that the early church had. Like right. this, this is what they had. And he goes on to list all these different things, how Peter used Psalm, some Psalms to um, receive guidance in choosing a new disciple. He quoted Joel at Pentecost to explain the advent of the Holy Spirit and Psalms 110-1 um, to prove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I had not thought about all that, but it goes on and on how Stephen and Philip and Paul and James, all used the Old Testament scriptures in a dynamic way to lead many to come to faith in Christ. What an
2: example. Yeah. I mean, but you're right there. um, I I know before I started diving into the Old Testament, it was just too intimidating. Yeah. Because um, it was more comfortable reading the New Testament. Uh I felt like I could grasp that a little bit better. Uh Uh-huh. In the Old Testament mm-hmm. is, but the truth is, the the little secret is, is if you just spend a little time in there yeah. and you read the backstory and get the context and then ask some questions, voila, yeah, it just comes to life and and you become comfortable with the Old Testament like you're comfortable with the New Testament, right?
1: And I, it just was a reminder that God's word is all mm-hmm. we need. We mm-hmm. need. We need God. That's right. That's <laughs> and we need his word. That's right. And we're set. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so that was just a reminder to me, um, even in Acts sixteen twenty five, Paul and Silas were imprisoned again. Right. <laughs> they were imprisoned again right. in jail. You can imagine what a jail would look like then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not our jails today, no. much rougher. Mm-hmm. And um, it says in Psalm 1625, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And I do wonder, it doesn't say, but I wonder if they were singing the psalms, singing a psalm, you
2: yeah. know, hymns. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I think they were. I don't know. It doesn't say, so <laughs> I don't, so don't want to say. I don't know. But, but I'd like to think that that's what they were. It just it shows makes sense that
1: God's word yeah. God Uh and his word are all we need, Uh even in the most dire circumstances, like being imprisoned, like Paul and Silas were. So it was a good reminder to Mm -hmm.
2: me. (laughs) I love it. So what does this say about God? So many things. (laughs) Well, creation witnesses to God's love. We saw that in 64. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, again, is our portion. Yeah.
1: Yes. He's our portion. Um, and he's gracious and full of that that steadfast love that we talked about. That's that right. When we mess up, um, his love still stands firm. His love mm-hmm. is not dependent on how we are. But he's made that covenant promise with those who believe in him that his love will never fail. I love
2: that. All right. So what does this say about us? Mm, <laughs> I, I thought in day or night, I can call out to the Lord. Yeah. There's no boundary of when... Or how or what I bring to him. Mm-hmm. I just can call to him and go to him anytime. And so and also, um, when I stand for God's truth, others that have the same faith will gather with me. Uh, well, that's, that's a, a hope. Yeah. That's a hope. And yeah. and I can get and, and then um I also should evaluate my ways to ensure I'm staying in line with God's word. Uh-huh. Those are the things that I kinda of picked out from yeah. that.
1: For me, it was just a reminder of that reliance on the Lord, that he's all we need. His word mm-hmm. is all we need. Um, so when I do face those situations where I can't figure something out or I can't do anything about it, it's a reminder. I need to rely on him. He's all I need. You want to use the re- word remember, don't you? I want to remember.
2: <laughs> I want to remember. <laughs> first but that's so passage. true. It's yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> so good. true. All right. So what truth stands out to us? Well, regardless of the trials we face um, mm-hmm. and when darkness encroaches, God's creation continues to proclaim God's loving kindness around us and that we can count on that. that yeah, was that's awesome.
1: For me, that God's rules are righteous and they mm-hmm. are the best plan and they are worthy of our obedience.
2: So, all right. And how can we take this scripture and apply it to our lives? For, you know, I, I just go back to prayer. It's about that conversation that we are um, have a front row seat with this psalmist that is doing throughout the whole Psalms 119 of mm-hmm. having that conversation. Ask the Lord for favor for for him to be gracious to you. And when you're struggling um, because of others, remember uh, where he's brought you from and the truth you can stand on.
1: Yeah. And I love that reminder that we can pour out mm-hmm. our heart to the Lord. We can be. Yes. Honest, we can um, come to him in despair. We can come to him anytime, right? And and have that. Also, verse sixty three just still stuck with me that obedience in a community of believers is important. That's Having right. that community alongside mm-hmm. of us, pushing one another and encouraging one another in um, the service and obedience to the Lord, and that that we really need that. We right. need that encouragement. Um, I found a verse in Acts sixteen. It's four through five. Um, Paul and Timothy were encouraging the churches, and it says, As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in faith, and they increased in numbers daily. And so there was a council in Jerusalem. You can read more about it. But yeah, that, you know, they were just sharing in that community of believers, and that, their group, that group's faith was encouraging to the mm-hmm. other group's faith, and they just grew in numbers. And um, what a beautiful picture of community. The yeah, way God it intended is, it. It
2: is. And it goes back to the foundation, though, is to first, like you've been saying, is is God's word and God is enough. Absolutely. And once you are sustained and strengthened in, in that, it's the overflow yeah. from your relationship with God into that community that mm-hmm. God gives. I would call it a bonus. Yeah. You know? Yes.
1: And it really encouraged mm-hmm. that community mm-hmm. can encourage us in God's word, you know, uh, press on in hard yeah, times right. when we need those reminders. So. That's
2: right. I love that. Well, I can close this in prayer before I do though. um, If this has encouraged you, inspired you in any way to dive deeper in God's word or you, someone comes to your mind, please share it with them this episode. And addition to that, we would love whatever um, podcast app that you're listening to this, leave us a review. Uh, It helps others get to know that um, this exists and the fact that we're sharing God's word with every episode, um, I hope encourages you to do that and to help us get the word out even more. Mm-hmm. Love it. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you sustain us. Thank you, God, that you are our portion. Oh, that's so beautiful to know that you are our inheritance and that you sustain us in all that we, we do in our lives, Lord. When we seek you with our whole heart and that we trust you and that in the middle of the night, whatever we need to bring to you, you you're always there and you're willing to listen. And we never get a busy signal uh, or get put off that uh, we can come to you at any time. So, Lord, thank you for that. And we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: so much for joining us today. We know there are other podcasts to listen to, and we are humbled that you chose Hopefield Conversations. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe. If you found our conversations helpful, or if you would like to share comments with Jody or Carolyn, you may email them at hfc at If you need to talk with a pastor at our church, please email next at Once again, thank you for spending time with us today.